0: Driven, created. You're listening to the Bee Velocity podcast, and this is episode 14. I'm Deborah. I'm Ellie, your guest for this
1: evening. Deborah has just put me on the spot here, and yep, I'm ready
0: to do tonight's podcast. (laughs) Just a bit. (laughs) So, just to give you a little bit of an insight on Ellie, she's not just our co host on the podcast. Her day job, she deals with travelling events for IB for Rocks. She does a bit of DJ and broadcasting. She loves her football. She's on other podcasts and works in other motorsports specialist. And if you haven't found her other page, it's Ellie's full-time drive. I'm not going to go into too much detail because I'm going to let her say it all. Right, let's get into it because I have literally stitched you up.
1: I know I can't believe it (laughs) when I say I logged on I've had trouble with my internet finally got on and I was worried that we left um the guest waiting etc no I am the guest I I could have not just turned up to be honest Deb
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know me too well full of surprises so let's talk about 2020 what you were doing before you jumped on board with B-Velocity and what's to come next. So I'm literally going to let you take over and explain you. Me? Okay, where do I start?
1: Okay, so I was, in 2019, I was doing a season in Ibiza, for Ibiza Rocks, came home, and um, fell back in love with sport, football motorsport starting getting into motorsport a little bit more um i ended up doing a load of freelance jobs for put people in the music industry as that is what i went to uni for um and then all of a sudden i found this passion ignited all through the pandemic that made me realize there was another sport that was somewhat missing So my already very extensive weekend of football and covering a load of football, other sports on radio. And then I found this void, which was Formula One, and it kind of filled a hole um, during 2020 onwards. Well, some of what 2020 when the races were allowed. Um, And then I thought I need to do something about it, speak about a passion that I absolutely adore, and then I joined um, the group by Motorsport UK, Girls on Track, and we've had a lot of guests that are from the group already, Um, and now
0: here I am, and I haven't looked back. So tell tell us, because obviously people are quite intrigued with B-Velocity, what originally attracted you to approach me? But us so I was
1: looking at a various podcasts, specifically with females and like-minded women who paved the way for sport who aren't just these high profiles that you'll see on tv doing podcasts and stuff kind of wanted to get to the nitty-gritty of what motorsport is and for me I just touched probably the bigger part of being an f1 fan and that was it really didn't delve into anything else and from listening back to the podcast from yourself Deb and you're the co-host at the time I thought yeah let's just reach out and see what I can do and see if I can help even if it was just to put a social media post out just to feel like I was doing something just so I could shout about it to my friends and kind of make a profile for myself so then obviously I decided to go Solo with like Ellie's full time drive, so yeah, that type of thing.
0: Great question, um, and great answer. That I really did put you on the spot there, actually. You really <laughs> did. <laughs> um, so if you have listened to some of our podcast episodes already, especially one in particular, so Sophie McGinn, if I pronounced the name right yeah so Ellie mentions about the Isle of Man TT don't you I do yes yes so give us a little bit of background of the Isle of Man okay so
1: my um grandma is from the Isle of Man or was sorry from the Isle of Man and my whole of my dad's side grew up there so I used to go a lot to the island when I was younger to visit my nan. And um, we used to go to see the TTS in a little town called Ramsey, which is probably like a more of a pretty fishing town. It's quite quaint. There's a few pubs, lovely little bridge, and they've kind of kind of taken on the town for what it is, and it and it's really nice, and it, and it is really beautiful in the sun. And it's probably an unspoken island, but I think people forget it's there (laughs) in many ways, apart from the TTs, essentially. So we used to go over all the time for the TTs. And I just remember seeing this one time, this bright yellow bike. And I can remember it to this day, just being so intrigued by it. And then ever since then, I'll always check. Ever since I was a kid, checked for who's winning what races. and Me and my dad used to speak about it. Um my dad's been over recently. He didn't he miss the TTs, but he says he wants to go back for them and it and it's such a big family thing, I think, for me. And I think that's probably stemmed from me seeing this guy on this bright yellow bike. I was probably only about four or five. And I just remember it in front of like in front of the sea as this black like, coming out. And honestly, like I just remember it from when I was so young. And I think then this bright yellow bike has turned into my love for Max Verstappen in the most bizarre way possible.
0: (laughs) Obviously, you know I'm not very much into my F1 compared to back in the day. Um, how, How do you think, from when it first began to how it started now, what do you think to the transition of F1? Oh, wow. So
1: yeah, I remember when I was a kid, my dad used to put it on. And obviously it was like Mick Schumacher. Mm -hmm. And it was Damon Hill, like all the old school, brilliant, fantastic racing drivers that we've seen. And, And now I think it's just the way of technology has just moved massively, even in the space of what Probably from last year to this year, <laughs> like with the new tire changes and obviously changing from the hybrid area to like this new other era that's about to come like well in coming now. Yeah, and I just think money money changes a lot of things. And I think now they think it's it I would say it's probably easy one of the biggest four sports in the world. And the it's because it's caused so much drama. And I think everyone wants to pump so much money into it. It's become this phenomenal thing that nobody heard about probably three, four years ago or wherever. And it's just evolved so much over time. Like I remember watching Seb, Vettel, and now I was obviously retiring, which I'm so sad about, all the way through to now is, is just a massive change. So yeah, that's what I would say. And it's completely different from me watching the yellow bike in the Isle of Man.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's extremely different. And if people do follow your socials, you recently joined, you might have to jog my memory here. (laughs) You've joined a new podcast with some girls. Now they already existed, but now they've kind of, expanding a little bit just remind of me who they are yep Um, f-series and their series
1: yeah (laughs) so they're called the f-series so i've been following them for the while and they were just it was more to do with content creation um like more of a social media aspect than probably a podcast because i'm going to keep them separate which is quite nice so there's five of us um, and two, some of the other girls that have done it have gone on to be on Sky Sports and host a load of esports series, um, which is great. And now I have joined. And yeah, we do a load of TikToks. We, we share, what shall I say, valid opinions on Twitter. And we don't really care what other people think because we're not scared to say it first. That's what I found anyway. Yes. So that, and I feel that is, because I think a lot of people are scared for pure purposes or whatever. Yeah. They, they don't want to say the wrong thing or right thing or whatever. You, you've got to be on either side. You've got to have your own opinion. And if you don't say it, somebody else might and you'll regret it. So yeah, we say a lot of things that we think, Oh, hang on. That's not right. Right. Get on Twitter to join the race so I'm there constantly on my phone <laughs> from the hours of the uh, two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon maybe not six o'clock in Japan which it will be this month well this coming weekend so maybe not 6am but yeah
0: <laughs> no it, it's good and I've always said and this is the thing with Big Velocity we're very open in terms of collaborating and also helping individuals and um, you've seen some of the messages that i get in terms of just someone asking for their post to be posted like on the page or someone um expressing an interest it's a case of just guiding them give them the right direction and right path to go on and you generally see how much they develop and obviously i've shouted out a few names that we've had on our podcast and it's nice to see their journey and how they've developed and i think this is what i see in you as well so take that as a compliment like your progression and things and, I I, up, I, so maybe and I, cry. no don't worry i won't um i'll be like grow up here's a tissue um no but that's that's the authentic feel um that i generally like to create and i hope that's portrayed well now, I've kind of already delved into um, some of your favourite questions already, as in, where did it all first start? And is there anything that you haven't mentioned that's influenced you? I hate that word. How, how I'd, I'd prefer the word engaged you or motivated you to do something? Um, Probably,
1: like, certainly my family, without a doubt, I've got the tightest family, both on my mom and me and my dad are so close so I think they've always said if you don't do something, you'll always regret it and like I somehow knew I'd fall myself into a creative world because I come from a family of all football players and football fans, and everything is like the whole my whole family is all surrounded by sports, so I've kind of been in this environment and also music as well so we've always had loads of creatives in our family and i think and i think that was kind of the edge so i went to uni did music but i played football for 3 years so with like a university team got myself involved in that so and i was scared and i just think right if you never do it you you won't do it at all and i think that's what i've learned if just keep on knocking on the doors whether it be a job or whether it be a hobby like what I'm doing I had to probably email probably like 30 40 podcasts or drop them a dm before I heard back from any of them and yeah some of them were big some of them were little and obviously I found this amazing one with Deb at at B Velocity and I don't regret any single decision that I've done to get myself onto this podcast so yeah I just think that I think that comes from some motivation yeah I think I'd, I'd say
0: <laughs> you've in a way it feels like there was something missing and you needed to go look for it does that does that make sense yeah 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 because I think
1: during Covid you I was stuck um for what like eight hours a day I, I was working, luckily. Um, I was doing my radio show at the time so during Covid I actually had people to speak to that were my listeners in, in a sense mm. so I was lucky I still got to speak about the things I love but probably on a minimal scale and I was training outside in my makeshift gym and, and I was watching so many Netflix sporting documentaries and so many motorsport ones and I just thought I need after this something has to come of it. Mm. And obviously in, in 21, I ended up being on a few podcasts and then kind of got myself into the group. And then now I'm here. And yeah, it's the most amazing thing I I think I've done. And yeah, it's probably taken me to the age of 27 to realise what I want to do and what's a hobby and what I want as my career. And it's never too late to give up your dreams. I can literally vouch for this as i speak
0: <laughs> i can tell by the smile on face even though i've nearly got 10 years on you um you are very mature for your age but i generally think that's only because of probably the family network and the friendship connections that you have you've got because i'm sure there's been some really tough times that you've had to deal with um but I think that just makes you more of a person to grow and again it's a confidence thing I want to touch on the football it's not my sport related but it is. <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's, let's put a divide between our listeners because I'm sure some of them like football who's your team yeah. so
1: my football team is Manchester United we are Okay, at the moment, I've just watched the football, so I've actually won a game just to just an f y i for everyone who would like to take yeah the Mick shall- shall I say, um but yeah, my love has just stemmed from ever since I was a kid. I've got a little photo of me and a little Manchester United baby grow, and yeah, and my dad says my first word was like he used to watch the Italian football on a Sunday, I don't on like channel Four or whatever it may have been. And because I used to watch it with him, apparently my first word was, like, goal. So when they shout it, because they, they like, elongate it in their accent, I tried to obviously copy this from the age of, I don't know how old I was. But I don't know how true that is. He might just be making up for me. But I think it could be. I don't know. (laughs) So I think then that that was it, really. And now, yeah, I go to a lot of the games and... And I thought I need to speak about my love of football. So I ended up being on my local radio um, co-hosting sports show on a Tuesday evening, just speaking about local radio, well, local football, sorry, Champions League, grassroots to even rugby, hockey, triathletes. We used to get in the studio and we have like the Ironman here Um so we used to get a lot of triathletes come and tell us about that. It used to be the most amazing thing, the most inspiring thing, because a lot of them had reasons for doing it. So you heard so many stories. I used to pick up the phone and listeners used to tell me my stats were wrong. And so, yeah, it, 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 so then I just carried on and then hosted my own show on a Saturday lunchtime, which was the brunch show. So that was just pre-football ready for the afternoon show so yeah I got to speak about everything so yeah that's I think that's how my love of football has transformed into this and to now motorsport (laughs) in a 360 weird circle
0: (laughs) now the question I need to ask is have you been to a racetrack yet no so we definitely need to change that then yes this
1: is what I mean we need to change this this is yeah so I, I live in the Midlands so luckily I'm I'm quite close to a few like local tracks and I think there's I didn't even I was looking the other day and I think there's just like a go-karting track in the next town along and then that that's about it really there's nothing like here mm. essentially so yeah I need to um venture
0: out is the uh honest um answer. Well, I'm not going to say too much because I'm going to mention this in another podcast episode. There's going to be some changes for next year, but I'm oh. going to keep sh- dumb for now until it's fully confirmed.
1: Okay. Mm.
0: Well, Watch you've that now split. intrigued me. That's the you've idea. now intrigued but me, I've Deb. i the audience in. That's, that's how these things work, right? I'm, I'm a guest slash co-host and you pulled me in thinking, oh, what am I going to be doing now? so let me think so either dunny or alton park is quite near, near to you aren't they yeah yeah
1: alton i'd probably say probably about the same distance i think so yeah so yeah either or we can do
0: or you've got croft or cadwell that's just on the other side there we go.
1: See, so I've got four local ones around me, essentially. Yes. So,
0: yeah, we can we can make them. We can make it happen. Right. The question is, where do I go for questions now? Got any plans for next year at all? Or are you just cracking on with how things are going soon, where the flow takes you? Okay, so I haven't got any
1: set-in-stone plans, but um, it's a million percent need to make it to some sort of Grand Prix. Yeah. A million percent need to make it to a racetrack with you, Deb, a million percent. Yeah. And whether that be on four wheels, on two, it doesn't matter. I'll take either. So, yeah, those are my motorsport plans. Other than that, just continue um, growing F-Series with the girls and focusing on my job, doing podcasts. And I think I might be on some sort of radio maybe for the World Cup, which is in November. That is to be confirmed. So, yeah, that is all my plans within the next year. And have a nice holiday just to relax as well.
0: let's face it you you it's. it's been quite tricky in tracking you down especially trying to get you involved in many podcasts but let's talk about IB for rocks yeah that is your main job it is a pretty cool job who give us some highlights from just (laughs) this year oh where do I
1: start okay so I joined the company back in 2019 I was just like a customer service host, um, had the best season out there, went back out from part of COVID um, as they reopened the hotel. And now I'm with the company full time. So I deal with the, all the travel and I help with the pre-events um, as well. So some of my highlights, oh, wow. Okay, so I would... We have so much talent that walks in through the door every single day, seven days a week, whether it be, for example, Craig David or Central Sea or Becky Hill. um, It's just been an amazing summer. But the one that stands out to me would be the other day at our Nathan Door closing party. I was stood right underneath the stage and he just played this song and oh he had played one of his own songs actually and it was lighter with Amory and KSI and just the atmosphere and I just remember the confetti cannons came over and I thought this is the most magical place to ever be in to ever work at and I work from home so I've got the luxury of going back and forth but you get a feel of what the guests want to be there for and with the top talent that we have and the amazing team that i work with it is just yeah a hectic and full-blown amazing place to be i i I would say but i'm very biased
0: (laughs) now just to explain can you explain what i be for rocks is to our audience just in case they're not very familiar because obviously i i I know what it is
1: (laughs) so it is one of um, the hotels based in Ibiza, and they pride themselves on talent. So years and years ago, they started off hosting a series of like rock bands. So they've had Kasabian, um, they've had a load like Royal Blood, and then they've had Juvenile, to even Ed Sheeran. So I've been there to see Florence and the Machine and Tiny Temper when I used to go on holiday there. So they've hosted a, a range of things and now they've shifted in to a hotel pool party venue. So instead of just having a few nights a week, having live music in the hotel, they've they've changed and it, it's the most amazing change. And the hotel is amazing for what it is. And yeah, so if anybody wants to go, I would highly recommend staying at Ibiza Rocks because... Yeah, it it is the place to be.
0: <laughs> right, so slightly going to change. Well, it's not like change. It's going to be a question, obviously, I normally ask our repeat guests that come back. I'm going to ask. When you hear the term B-velocity, could you tell us what it means to you? Oh, I like this question. And you know I do. Okay,
1: so I think it means to me what I've learned during this process is friendship because I feel like I've made such a good friend and have a, such a good friend to you, Deb, and also all the other guests that we've had on, like I've got them all on Instagram and we like all each other's posts and everything along them lines. So for me, I feel like it's like a collective unity of like friendships and like a mega girl band that's what I want to say that's what it means to me anyway and I've and I just love it love the name love the logo love everything that it stands for and obviously what you stand for Deb because this is your baby essentially so yeah we do share this baby by the way Yeah, we do. Well, that—that's the—that's the the truth. So, yeah.
0: Oh, that's really sweet, actually. (laughs) That's what it means, Mia. Oh, that's really cute. They make me blush. Yes, I I do have a heart somewhere (laughs) deep deep down, deep down, guys. (laughs) Right. Oh, that's a really good answer. I like that. Now. If you've been following our podcast, you know that the last thing we ask our guests is for a song choice to put on our driver list on Spotify. So, Ellie, what's your song and why?
1: Okay, so I've got it already. This is my favourite song ever, ever, ever. Go on finally by Kings of Tomorrow oh, and Julian oh, Night. Oh do you know
0: what? I know the Has one. Somebody else put that on. No. No, they haven't. I need to I no, um, did anyway. Hold on. Well you have now. Right, hold on a sec. Uh give me a second. Cause it's quite a a classical for track, isn't it? Yep. Kings of tomorrow.
1: Finally. Wow,
0: that's a bang. That is. Yep. All right, that is going on. Now. So hopefully on our social links, you will find our second driver playlist. I'm actually really enjoying how this one's shaping up. It's um very different to the first one. <laughs> the
1: first we have so many different songs on this one. But with this, the lyrics just stand out. There's like just one line in this and it just gives me like goosebumps every time when she just literally sings and she's like time marches on like it's never ending and i'm just like "Uh, right that's it this is a me song
0: yeah i like that I i must admit sorry to waffle on a little bit but i'm sure our audience will agree when it comes to music if you sit and actually listen to the lyrics it does really hit you in the feels Yes,
1: this one does, although it's like a dance classic anthem. You sit and listen to it. Yeah. Although what I I normally do is I normally sometimes take me AirPods and listen to music if I'm in Ibiza and I'm chilling for the evening. I will sit on the rocks and watch the sunset and I'll listen to this song. And yeah, it just resonates so much. And I think it does with so many people. And yeah, it's just the most amazing song. Ever. Ever. <laughs>
0: just want to put that in there. Right, so this is the bit where I have to do my wrap-up. Do You normally do this as well. I know. <laughs> or, or you go a bit quiet. Um, but anyway, I'm going to wrap this up with you. Ellie, yes, I did throw you in the deep end. Do I regret it? Absolutely not. I think it's nice that people are going to hear a little bit of an insight to you and what you do and your particular role. In the B Velocity podcast, because you're not just a co-host, um, you very much do influence what happens, and if there is something you're not sure on, you always ask. And I generally, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate you so much because it has been a tough, yeah. it has been a tough, um, 2020, and obviously, we'll be going into 2023, and it's going to be hopefully a gradual uprising of positivity. We're only going to go up, Deb. I feel it. We're going up. So thanks for being our guest this evening. You'll be getting your own back, I'm sure. And (laughs) we will see you as a co-host on our next episode very soon. Thank you for having me. Oh, oh, I've actually said that. Thank you for having me. Normally I'll say that. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. I'll let you off. Thanks, Deb. Bye. Bye. As always, show some love for our podcast by leaving us a review, liking and subscribing. Plus, don't forget to share your favourite episode to get in as many people's ears as you can. You know that's so important. Remember, your help helps others. Thanks for listening to the Bee Velocity podcast and stay tuned for next week's episode. If you know someone who would like to get involved in building our global community or you'd like to get involved yourself, then you know where we are. Get on the socials. Until next time, it's goodbye from me. Engineered, driven, created.